Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. Today we're going to be continuing our power series. Today's sermon is called The Power of the Tongue. We're going to learn how the tongue can be used to break people down or lift people up. You're definitely going for a treat today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the message starting right now. Let's dive into today. Today we're going to continue our power series. And today's sermon is called The Power of the Tongue. The power of the tongue. Now what's ironic about this is last night is you got to hear a lot of smack talk. <laughs> Y'all didn't know it's going to pop into my sermon. It out really well. But it was cool because they were smack talking one another. Got the crowd going. And what, again, what was cool about it is just, I mean, adults at that were getting into it and they're, I mean, they're just feeding the fuel. It come out and be like, you're a loser! Get them! And I mean, I like me, so here I am. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm seeing how these people are acting. I'm going to amp it up. <laughs> so I'm in here. I get them going. I can rally the crowd and we're just, woo! Y'all missed it. Y'all should have sat down there with us. We are having a time of our lives. And so and I'm just like, I was into it like I was thinking I was there. It was like the most realest thing. I'm like, they pull out trash cans. One time they had a ladder. And I was like, oh, gosh, oh, man, it's about to go down. But but then people were looking at me like, it's just straight up smash talking these peeps. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, we could hear we were down on the floor, but they can't really hear what they're talking about in the ring. But you can hear them trash talking one another. But these words, what are words? What would be your definition of words? But what are they? What are words? What do you think words are? Don't look it up on the internet because I'm going to tell you what. (laughs) But words are defined as meaningful elements of speech or writings. They're also used for other things. And some people use them as alone sometimes. Sentence can be make you alone. (laughs) To form a sentence and to typically... Show what a space on either side was written on paper. So, so you guys obviously have seen papers and you write things down. How many of you here been in college or been in high school or school in general and you had to write an essay on paper? Not on the computer, not on tape. Anybody, anybody ever had to write one? They have the worst days of my life and I still to this day still can't write right on them little squares and little things. So I had to type some. Y'all ever seen me write something that looks like chicken scratch? <laughs> For the one that's ever got a letter from me from here, <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to go really, really, it takes forever when I write that down. <laughs> but, but have you ever been hurt by words? Anybody? Anybody ever been hurt by words? Trina, you ever been hurt by words? I know you ain't because you ain't never talked. <laughs> but, 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 Trina's fake. Uh, <laughs> but has anybody ever, ever has somebody say something wrong to you? Have you ever had somebody that you know maybe had something wrong said to them? Man, I can tell you stories after stories after stories, but we ain't got enough time in the day about all the bad things people said about me. Maybe have you guys ever said something bad about someone else? Used your words to talk bad about them. I'm going to show you guys something in the Bible here. Let's look at James 3, 5 through 6. Let me pray. It says, the tongue is a small part of a person's body, but it talks big. Think about a small spark can set a big force on fire. Verse 6, the tongue is also a fire. The tongue is the most evil part of the body. 
It makes the whole body impure. It sets a person's whole way of life on fire. And the tongue itself is a set on fire by hell. Whew. We just dug deep really quick, didn't we? We went from, man, that's some good worship. We up here raising our hands. We having a good time. I'm playing the piano. Fernando's over here singing. I'm singing low key over here. <laughs> My lips were moving, but nothing was really coming out. <laughs> and so, <laughs> but, but I, I was, you know, I mean, worship was good. Now you're talking about the tongue. It's over here. You're talking about hell. Oh gosh. But that, but the tongue, I mean, think about it with me here. The tongue can be the most evil part of the old body. It's biblical. It's right here. See, our words oftentimes can get us in trouble, right? My kids, I remember a lot of times, I'm like, the best thing you can do is just stop talking because your mouth's going to get you in a lot of trouble. I'm pretty sure we did a whole series on my big fat mouth. Y'all need to go check it out too. But, <laughs> but our, our words rely on what's on the inside, what we're really thinking. Anybody ever heard somebody say, I'm going to tell them what I really think. I'm going to tell them what I really think. Train, I'm going to tell you what I really think today. You better hold on to your seat because it's about to go down. <laughs> oh, Lord. Bless them. But, but I've had people say, I'm going to tell you what. I know what Bill did over there to me. I'm telling him what I think. He don't, he don't know. He, run, he cut his grass too close to mine. I'm going to tell him what I think. I'm just, ooh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad for him. He cut me off in traffic. I'm going to get out of this red light. He's sitting back there honking at me, and I get out, and I slam the door, and I'm yelling at him. I'm fussing at him, and I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, I honk because it said honk if you love Jesus on it. (laughs) But our words have the ability to know who we really are and what we're really thinking. Our words can show what we're really thinking on the inside. Our words can dictate what our perspective is through other people. So I want you guys to think just for a moment, what are your words saying about you? And so we all have been, had, you know, we're all have heard words, right? So uh, I give you guys an example. So my kids, bless their heart, they're, they're very, very, they ask a lot of questions. I don't know about y'all's kids. If I ask a bunch of questions, my kids ask questions. <laughs> and so and one time Leah goes, Daddy, can I ask you something? I'm like, what, baby? Yes, whatever you want to ask me. <laughs> He said, how did I learn how to talk? And I was like, well, I said, we talked to you. I mean, we just talked on, you know, constantly, constantly. Well, she goes, well, Daddy, can I ask you another question? Like, yeah, sure. She's like, well, how do Spanish people learn Spanish? I was like, because their parents know Spanish, and they talk to them in Spanish, so they learn Spanish. <laughs> it's the same way with every other ethnicity out there. They, they spoke to them, and so I said, they had to learn it. I said, but, but, they, but our words and way we think are based off of our, our beliefs that we have. The way we're thinking, the way that what's going through our minds or what's coming out of our mouths. You know that say, oh, saying garbage in, garbage out. That's a true statement. Just like our words, the garbage that we take in is the garbage that's going to end up coming out of our mouths. And we learn our belief systems at a very young age. You know, think about it. You know, when you first were learning how to talk or you were learning how to say mommy or daddy in my case. I was always in Lily's face and Ariel's face saying, daddy. And that's just constantly we're building up their things and their, the way that they were speaking to one another, or the way we spoke to them was what they were beginning to create their own words based on what we spoke to them. Now, here in just a little bit, we're going to learn just how our words affect 
people around us, enemy, our kids. But our, our belief systems come from a childhood. Uh, you know, things that we learn as a kid, the way we believe things now are, are based on some of the ways we learned as a kid. And so, and then as we continue to grow through life, we begin to learn more things and we begin to learn, uh, different things and different events that take place in our lives. Some things that we learn, we learn that are good. Some things we learn that are bad. Some things that we apply in our life are good and bad. Sometimes we have, uh, significant others that impact us in the way that they speak to us. Some things that happen are traumatic in our lives. But to change our words, we have to change our belief system. To change our words, we have, we must change our belief system. So how do we change something that we've been taught our entire life? So I'm going to tell you guys something. So I was taught that church had to be a certain way. Growing up, church had to be this way. You had to dress this way. You had to carry this style of Bible. You had to talk like this. You had to do this. You had to do that. You had all these rules and rules and rules and rules. And then I learned later on in life, kind of nonsense. That. <laughs> That's why I'm up here in a Hey Arnold shirt and blue jeans and Under Armour shoes. <laughs> had to look at what shoes I had on. I'm not peachy. I get up here and I'm me because the, the God's word that applies to our life, they don't have to have all these man-made rules. You know, we learned that the last or a couple of weeks ago that we're going to cross lines to bring people in and not draw lines to keep people out. Because man has made up and churches have made up all these rules that say, hey, you can't do this. You got to be this way. You can't do that. You can't do that. If you don't look this way, don't drive this. You can't come here. You got to do this. And it's all just a nonsense made up, man-made nonsense. That's why here at Medic Church, yes, we have structure, but you know, we don't have a big set of rules where you got to follow this. You got to dress this way. Our biggest thing is we're going to love you. Because we realize people are hurting, people are broke. People need to know that God loves them for the way they are. And to let God restore the brokenness in their heart, in their, in their lives. God loves each and every one of us. So we have to pray. So how do we change our, our belief system? We have to pray and let the healing begin. I've had people do me wrong. I've had pastors growing up that done me wrong. Or maybe not growing up, but throughout my ministry that have done me wrong. And I've had to pray for healing. And it taught me how we didn't want to do church. And so, and so it started the healing process and I had to learn how to forgive. We talked last week about the power of forgiveness. Anybody forgave anybody from last week? Anybody pick up the phone and say, Hey man, I'm sorry. I did. See, when your pastor gets through, he preaches, he preaches to himself. So he, he picked up the phone and I was like, man, I don't know if I ever done you wrong, but I'm feeling bad about it. So I'm going to call you and tell you what's up. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> but we got to focus on God's word. And we got to apply his words to our life. See, we can read our Bibles and we can pray every day, but if we're not applying those things to our life, they mean nothing. It's just nothing more than you picking up any other book and reading it. You have to apply those words and what it's saying to your life. you got to hide those words in your heart that you may not sin against God. See, when you're faced with things, you got things going on in your life, if you know God's word and you've applied them, you can know how to handle certain situations. Online campus, you can handle these certain situations when things happen in your life by applying God's word. Also, your maturity also can change your belief system. Our, our maturity can change it. Man, there's things that I, I did as a kid. I'm like, man, I'm glad I grew up and got out of that stage. Anybody get him in there? Anybody ever done something when I was a kid or younger? And be like, oh, shoot. 
what was I thinking? I've been there. I've done it. I'm like, oh, snap. That's not good. <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about those things, but <laughs> just taking notes. Uh, the power of your words. The power. Then there's power in your words and there's power in your tongue. I, I contemplated naming this one the power of words or power of the tongue, but they, they kind of go side and side. So everybody good with that? <laughs> but the power of your words. They're creative. Your words can create things. They can create good things. They can create bad things. If I go up to you, I'm like, hey, Chris, man, you're awesome. I love you, buddy. You're, you're, man, thank you for writing me to wrestle, man. That was awesome. <laughs> you're like, you're like, hey, man, yeah, rock on. You're cool, bud. <laughs> now, the flip of that is, now, all right, Chris, <laughs> you're a loser. I don't like you. You shouldn't have invited me to that last night. I'm gonna beat you up. Now, oh, let's take it outside. You'll catch me outside. Let's do it. But our, our words, you know, you know, we can create goodness in our life. Hey man, thank you for inviting me. Or I can create a bad thing where, hey, he's gonna take me out back now. He's gonna try to beat me up. <laughs> Don't beat me up. <laughs> I really had a good time. <laughs> our words can also create happiness. Honey, you're so beautiful today. She's not back here because she's helping out the kids area real quick. But, but she's, she's beautiful. She's done her hair. She did her makeup. She, I'll tell y'all what, she even did her nails before she came to church day. Almost made me late. I was upset. <laughs> but, but she looked good. But I, words can also create sadness. Ooh, you ugly. <laughs> girl. Ooh. Trina, you need a tic-tac girl. <laughs> she can get upset about that. She can get angry. Our words can also create lies. Ooh. When we speak things, and I always tell my girls, they say something the other day, and then she's like, I'm like, that don't sound right. I said, where'd you hear that from? Well, I was just like, I said, I said, if you don't know the whole truth, I said, don't be still around just saying things and spreading lies around because that can get you in a lot of trouble. Our words can create lies, but our words can also create truth. We can speak truth to people. Hey, listen, man. You got so many teeth. Hey, you, you might want to get that out. Tasha told me one time, she's like, I can't believe you let me walk around all day and my hair had a big hump in it. <laughs> That's my bad side. What, what are you doing? Why'd you let me do that? <laughs> but we can speak truth to people. But when you speak truth, do it in a loving manner. Hey, man, I know what you're doing. I ain't, don't look right. How can I help you? How can I, how can I take you and, and we can work on these things? Our words also create life. We can speak life to people. We also can speak death to them as well. But your words are creative. Let's look at Genesis 1, 1 through 4. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This is probably one of my favorite parts of the whole Bible here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now that the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God said... That the light was good and he separated the light from darkness. What's significant in this is God said here. God said God spoke and it happened. God spoke these things and boop, it happened. It tells us about, uh, from what I can find, and based on what version you read, there's over 40 times that God spoke things and, and spoke it into existence. Pretty amazing, right? That's pretty creative. He spoke it and things were created. He spoke and said, let there be light and there was light. 
So we're going to look at some of these things, and it's between Genesis 1, 3, and 31. So we got a bunch of things tonight. I'm going to sit here and read them all for time purposes, and y'all don't want me doing that, and I don't want to bore you guys. Okay, everybody good with that? <laughs> Let me scroll down a little bit. But God said, let there be light, and let there be a, f- a feminine in the midst of the waters. Let the water under the earth to be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land be apart. Let the grass be grass or bring grass. Let the harbors yield seeds and let the fruit trees yield fruit. Let there be light in the firmness of the heavens divided the darks into the nights. Let the water bring forth abundancy, the moving creation that has life and flown and flocks from above. Sorry. Let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind. God said, let us make men in our own image after our own likeness. So basically, we just summed up Genesis 1, 3 through 31. We just summed all that up is what I did there. See, God said it, and it was so. It was so. And what else I like about this is when he said it, he went on to say, it is good. It is good. See, when he knew that and he purposely set it up for your life, he knew what he was doing. He spoke it. He knew that your parents were going to be your parents, your grandparents were going to be your grandparents, so on and so forth. But he knew that when you were created, and he looked at it and said, it is good. No matter where you're at in your life and what you examine in your life, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, God still loves you. And he still looks at you and says, I still see the good in you. I still see the purpose in you. And I love that because God said, and it was so. I don't know about y'all, but I would love, 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 love to have that ability, wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, let there be a, <laughs> he's, he cut me off in traffic, let a rainstorm come through, let that high wind and run him off. <laughs> now, i tell you what I really like to have the power of, and being able to create things, is when I'm out there playing golf and somebody's trying to beat me, I go, oh, I got the power. Let there be wind. <laughs> he goes to swing and... <laughs> Nobody wants that power. <laughs> God, let there be a new vehicle. <laughs> let the water stop running. There's traffic. Let there be no traffic. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let there be no more bills. <laughs> Come on, church. <laughs> Nobody wants that power. <laughs> but God spoke words and he created the world. He spoke and he created them. He spoke. See, when we speak, when we talk, and when we think, and the words come out, what are we creating? What are you creating with your words when you speak? Are you bringing life to people, or are you bringing death to people? Are you encouraging them, or are you breaking them down? You know, we got to build people up, not break them down. What are you creating? What are your words creating for the future of the people around you? I heard this song and, and, you know, uh, they was playing, they were talking about, you know, what, what, why instead of raising your kids, we raise our kids for the next generation. And instead of trying to break everything down from the past, let's build them up to fix things in the future. It's a good song. (laughs) We won't listen to it, but it was a good song. But it talked about our words. What words are we creating for our future? See, the words that we're speaking now to the people around us in our families. Can make or break the next generation. 
think about this. If we, if we have our kids and we're constantly breaking them down, saying, hey, you're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be good at this. They're going to go through their whole life thinking, hey, I'm not going to, I'm never good at anything. My mom and daddy always tell me, I'm not good. Your spouse, if you're constantly breaking them down, that's all they're going to feel in their minds that they're being broken down. Our coworkers the same way if we're constantly building them. Man, you suck at your job. You're horrible at your job. And in their mind, they're, they're going to continue to think that, man, I really am horrible at my job. Speak encouragement to them. Let God, just like God used his word to create the world and speak things into existence, I encourage you guys to speak good things to the world and creations around you. John 1, uh, John 1, 1 and, th- and 4 here. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word. Oh, let me reread this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him his life, and the, and the life was the light of all mankind. And we're talking about Jesus here in this particular scripture. Everybody tells me, they're like, man, <laughs> what type of Bible you read out of? I said, one I can understand because that right there is enough tongue twisting for enough of us, right? And so uh, I encourage you guys, if you're trying to, if you're struggling reading the Bible, find you a Bible that you can read and understand. Um, that particular version was the NIV. But, but, um, but Jesus used his words to change the life, lives of everyone he came in contact with. He spoke life into them. He built them up instead of breaking them down. It's just like here at Medic Church, we want to use our words to speak life into people. To, to have them to, to, you know, we, and our, our church's goal is to create an atmosphere where everyone feels like they're welcome, where everyone feels like they belong. Because y'all know just as well as I do, I've been done wrong in my past. I look like them marks on our, our logo where we're all beat up and we're dinged up. And I've had to have times where I've had to have physical band-aids put on my body. Physical casts or, or physical things to, that, that takes the healing and, and creates the healing. And that's why we symbolize the band-aid here because we want this place to be a place of healing and restoration for our lives. Now again, I don't have any special powers, but God can touch any heart in any circumstance in any situation. God can restore the brokenness in our lives. And that's what Jesus was doing. Everybody he come in contact with, that's what he done. He, he gave life back to them. And that's why I always tell you guys, we give a life-changing message or a life-giving message because we don't want to, you know, get up here and just beat everybody down each and every week. I don't want to get beat up, do y'all? Rich Todd already take me out back and beat me up because I talked bad about it. And, and, but but, but, but I, I, don't, I don't know anybody that likes to get beat up. Anybody like to get beat up? No, <laughs> nobody <laughs> at all. If you do, cash me outside and we'll talk about it. But, 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 you know, <laughs> but, 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 but Jesus always brought life. And that's what we're going to be about here at this church. We're going to bring life to people. You may walk out my doors and never come back, but you know what? You can't, the one thing you can't say about us, we don't, that, that, that we did not love you. We're going to love on you. We're going to wrap our arms around you and we're going to love you like Jesus and God loves each and every one of us. And we're going to give you that life. That you deserve. See, our, wor- our words can change our world. Because it's in Matthew 17 and 20, he said, he replied, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, Move from here to there, and it will be moved, and nothing will be impossible for you. Each and every one of you have that power right now. Online campus, you have that power right now. 
And it tells us this is as little as a mustard seed. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a mustard seed, but I mean, they're little, little, tiny, itty bitty things. We bought the girls a, a, a mustard seed necklace that had a heart with a mustard seed in it. And I always tell them, and it comes with this scripture in it. It says, you, all you have to have is faith as little as that. And whatever circumstance or problems or mountains that come in your life, it's that little bit of faith that's all it takes is to move the mountain. That little bit of faith that it takes. We have the ability to say to those mountains, be moved. You have the ability right now to whatever the mountains and things and issues are in your life to say, be moved. Be moved today. Because where God is, nothing is impossible. When you have God flowing through your life and you have God in your life, nothing is impossible. God will move mountains. Well, Pastor Michael, bad things still happen in my life. Why do bad things happen to good people? My answer is I have no idea, but God's preparing you for your biggest blessing yet. Maybe things happen in your life. God's kind of trying to give you a wake-up call. Maybe God's trying to get your attention. We talked about Jonah a few series back and, and we looked at Jonah's life and Jonah run from God and, and, and we talked about how God sent that storm into his life. Shake things up to get Jonah's attention. And maybe that's what's happened in some of your life. God's allowing bad things to happen in your life to shake things up to get your attention. To see where you're exactly at in your life. Just like Job. Job had everything going on. Job had his life was set. Had his wife, had his house, had his cattle. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the devil's like, can I tempt him? God's like, I'll let you do everything but kill him. And long story short with Job is, is, is Job lost everything, but he kept his faith. And Job got t- twice as much back. So when things are not going and you're, and you're saying, oh, Pastor Michael, I'm praying, I'm seeking after God, just remember that look at Job's life. Look at Job in the Bible. And, and when things didn't seem to be going his right way, I'm sure he was speaking to those mountains, be moved, be moved. God, where are you? I'm trying to speak to these mountains to be moved. And I'm sure his faith was trying to get dwindled and dwindled, but he kept his faith as little as a mustard seed. And finally, the relief came. So stay the course. Stay with your faith. Words are also extremely extremely dangerous when not properly used. Extremely dangerous when not properly used. I'm going to give you guys an example. So anybody here ever seen Andy Griffith show? <laughs> anybody? Y'all, shame on y'all. <laughs> we're in we're in Mount Pilot over here, over there from Mayberry. But I want to show you guys something. Show you guys something that that happens with Barney Five in here. So y'all know that Barney had one bullet, right? Where was his bullet for his gun? In his pocket. So check this out. So an attempt to protect the public, as well as Barney here, Andy only gave Barney that one bullet, and he made him put it into his pocket. Because see, Barney had a tendency, when he had that bullet in his his uh, gun there, he had a tendency to let that gun accidentally Go off. Anybody that's ever seen the show knows what I'm talking about. Is you know he had a tendency that it would go off. It you know it shoot the ground, it shoot a wall, shoot a window, shoot his foot. You know, but but in an attempt to 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 make everybody safe and Barney safe, Andy only gave him that one bullet. I will tell you, it is pretty funny watching Barney scramble to get that bullet out of his pocket in that heated situation. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Y'all need to go watch him. See, I will I, I go. I, I know that's kind of a funny example, but 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 bullets can go into people. and They can do a lot of damage. 
And I give you guys this example too. Is if you've ever shot a gun, once you pull that trigger, you can't take that bullet back. Once you pull the trigger, wherever it goes and whatever it hits and whatever damage it does, it's done. There's nothing you can do to fix it. Just like our words, once they're out, they're out. Whatever damage it causes, it's done. Now what happens is, is, is we try to do what we call damage control. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope nobody's ever been shot or gets shot. Um, but, 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 or has been shot. <laughs> A friend of mine did. Shot his hand, bless his heart. But, um, <laughs> But you can tend to that wound, but whatever damage is done, no matter how many times you apologize with your words, that damage is still done. It's still done. And so sometimes with the bullet, I remember the last time that I went to a, 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 a shooting, it came out as a shooting. We got there. How you mean? When you think about somebody that's got shot, you're thinking worst case scenario: blood's gonna be everywhere, bullet, and you're gonna have holes everywhere. We got up this guy, and he had one little tiny mark right there, like he done scratched his, he done scratched his uh, side there. But no blood, just one little mark. But what happened was, was this bullet went into him, and it started ricocheting and hitting things on the inside, causing damage that we didn't see. Thankfully, in this situation, the, the man ended up, you know, living and, and things, you know, he got better and was able to come home and all that good stuff. And they caught the guy that done it and all that great things. But just like our words, when we speak things, they can go into somebody and you don't know what underlining damage is being caused. So I caution you guys, before you speak, really think about what you say. Because words can be very, very dangerous. And they can cause uh, extreme danger, danger when not used properly. So what does the tongue say about you? Again, I want you to think about yourself today. What is your word saying about yourself? And I want to close with this. We often hear that, that sticks and stones may break my bones, but what? Words will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie out there. Because guess what? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but guess what? They'll heal. They'll heal up. But the words are going to stick with me. I'd rather some of these people that have spoke bad things in my life and done me wrong, I'd rather them just come up with me with a, a stick and beat me to death with or beat me and, and throw rocks at me than I ever would the, some of the things they have spoke to me. It would have done me better for them to, to hit me with the rocks than it would for the words that they spoke to me. And I want to encourage you guys that have kids to be very cautious around your kids because your children are watching. Not just, let me me just not say this for parents, but children are watching all of us. Every one of us. Every person that you come in contact with as a kid, they're looking at you. They're looking up to you. Like last night when we were there and, and, and we were, we were watching these guys, they, they were, they were playing these, uh, you know, wrestling. These kids were looking up to these guys like they were these big heroes. Like, like, man, hey, man, this is awesome. I want to be just like these people when I grow up. I mean, some of them will probably fall into that path. See, our children are watching. They're like sponges. They're absorbing every single thing. Imagine back when you were a kid. Everything that you had going on and what you absorbed as a kid. See, what you have going on right now in your life is a mirror 
of the way things were happening in your life. See, I remember uh, my kids, and I had to be very careful <laughs> with the way I, I say things. <laughs> and so I know a lot of times when I drive, I'm like, you big dummy, what are you doing? Learn how to drive. And we were out the other day, and I can't, I can't make this up. I was sitting in there, and somebody just done something crazy with their driving. And I hear in the back seat, you big dummy, learn how to drive. And, 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 it, and, it, and it stuck to me because our words really mean something. Our words that we speak, our kids, especially when they're in the car, they're listening to everything and they're holding on to everything that we say and we do. And not saying that, that y'all are bad parents or we're bad parents, I mean, but we got to be cautious of those things because the things that we're speaking, people around us are absorbing. So our, our tongue impacts our families the most. Family, because they're the ones that's with us. And I, I had a meeting with a, a couple, and, and, I, and I told them they were doing some marriage counseling. They're getting ready to get married. And, and I told them, I said, I said you're going to see the best and the worst in your significant other. I said, but you've got to lift them up. You've got to be that encouragement for them. Because when things get bad, when things get rough, you have to be the one that encourages them that they can lean on to pr- help them prevail. Uh, your words impact your children. Make sure that, that when your children are around that you're speaking life into them. Encourage them. My, my, they can hear me, so bless them. I know my youngest daughter, she can't draw the best, but guess what? When she draws something, hey, that's, the, that's awesome. Well, Sissy does a better job than me. Hey, that's okay. You're doing good. You're younger than she is. Keep trying. Keep trying. Now, if I call her, man, that sucks. That's horrible. She's going to give up. But encourage your kids. Encourage your spouses. Don't let anything come between you guys. Don't let anything stop you. I got a lot that I'm missing, but that's okay. But I want you guys to work on two areas in your life, specifically. Your prayer life. Pray, 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 pray. When things get hard, keep praying. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your kids. Pray for the kids that are around you that you may not have kids. Pray for those kids that are around you. Pray for those that, that you know, um, uh, I want to hit this right little point here. You have to have a committed prayer life and not just a 911 hotline. And what do I mean by that? Is, is, is people have the misconception about prayer. They only go to God when things are bad in their life. They're like Job. <laughs> oh, all these bad things are happened. Now I'm going to start praying. Now I'm going to start seeking after God. That's a 911 call. Bad things are happening. I'm going to pick up the phone and call. Hey, God, you know, hey, you got this, I got this going on. I'm sick. I, I, I'm not doing good in my health. Or I got this problem at work. Or I'm having problems with Trina. Or, you know, I got this going on. I'm not going to say God don't hear those prayers and God can't work. But if you have a committed prayer life, imagine what your life would be like. Pray for your kids. Talk to your kids. And then have a praise life. We worship in here each and every week. I get you guys for about an hour every week. With Pastor Hangout, I get you about two hours every week, give or take. You get to, you get to see this. Well, about that wonderful smiling face. <laughs> every week for about two hours. You guys have seven days in a week to praise God. Find a way to worship God in the way that you feel comfortable. Some people that ain't raising their hands, and that's okay. Some people that's not standing up, that's okay. 
I'm not saying you have to, to do this. Find out a way that you can praise God that works for you. And get in that prayer life and that praise life each and every day. So you want to get rid of depression in your life? Put some Jesus music on. I shall tell you, some of the, the, the best times that I, I would put some music on and it would be like hardcore. And, and she'd be like, why you listen to that? To not like, that, that amps you up. I'm like, I'm more angry now. But I put that Jesus song on and I begin to worship. And things begin to change in my life. So I encourage you to find time to praise God. You can be on your way to work in your car when nobody's looking. You may tell you the best times that I've seen when ain't nobody around. When I'm in my car and I'm on my way home from work, I had a bad day at work, I crank up some Jesus music and I start praising, I start singing with my words. Build a relationship with Christ. You guys don't mind if you'll stand with me today. Because there's power in the tongue. There's power in our words. Let's pray today. Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for everybody that's tuning in, listening, God. God, help us to use our words to bring life to people. God, to to encourage people and not break them down. God, help us to build and create things around us for the good with our words. God, just like you said in the beginning, let it be so, and it was, and you said it was good. Let our words make and create things around us to be good. God, help us to change the world. And help us not to let our words be destructive around us. God, help us to change our perspective. Help us to have a better prayer life and a better praise life. Change our tongue and let us have that full ability to have the power in the tongue. Because God, we can say that these mountains be moved and they'll be moved. And somebody don't know you today, let them know all they have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus. Thank you for coming to the earth and dying on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Help me on this road to use my words for good. When things get hard, God, help me to remember that you are still number one in my life. And help me not to turn away. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you need special prayer, remember you go to www.medicchurch.com. Scroll down, fill out the prayer request form. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God will meet each and every need that is submitted. Join us back next time as we conclude our power series with a message titled Power of Prayer. All right, you guys have an awesome day and we'll see you soon.